Yo, episode 178. Messed it up per usual. We made a podcast episode 178, season of building, trimmed up that beard. I did. Yes, sir. Getting ready for that role. You got to look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? The rehearsals on Saturday. There we go. We got to, you know what I mean? Got to get that look going. Uh, you got a Dodgers hat? Here's next. You got a Dodgers hat? I don't have a Doyers hat. Okay. Hey, man. Episode 178. We made a podcast. Can you believe it? 178. That's wild. Two presidents during this podcast. Well, kind of. We'll, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely have, um, I mean, if we last till January, hopefully we'll have two presents. We're going to last till January. I mean, you never know. <laughs> um, <laughs> got a lot We made in music awards. Oh, I know. That's December. Oh, okay. Oh, and I got some fire, too. Mm. Actually, you know, we should, I should, we should stop, because last time you were ridiculous. Now, you thought I forgot? Um, episode 178 got a lot to talk about um, I'm going to talk we're going to start off talking about the media I have a gripe with uh, football media that I want to share with Caesar. I haven't mentioned it to him yet I'm going to recap a few matches I did watch Gareth Bale got a Gareth Bale tracker here I did watch Barcelona play Betis kinda and I want to talk a little bit about Valencia versus Real Madrid because um, the Real Madrid media universe is insane <laughs> uh, Include, I mean, that includes fans, by the way. Yes, well, they're already insane, but um, yeah. Um, gonna talk about some of the inconsistency we're seeing from the big clubs, which will tie into this uh, criminal match schedule. Um, and also want to talk a little bit about uh, Megan Rapino. She's making the news recently, and we made it podcast's original Megan Rapino riders. Before before all these other people was talking about Megan Rapinoe, we were talking about Megan Rapinoe. Check the records. We the first. Yeah. Original 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 cover athlete for us. Go check out from episode. I think it's upload ten from 2017. Um, but anyway, Caesar, I was looking around soccer media a little bit and. I've been watching Gareth Bale this season for Tottenham. I watched uh, Tottenham play Royal Antwerp in the Europa, in Europa, and I'm pretty sure they lost that game. Um, I watched Bale; he was trash. And I watched another match, and I was like, "He's re- oh!" I watched some of I watched him score that goal, his first goal, which was a standing header. He didn't even move his feet, um, and I just real and then you know what I was watching? I was watching um highly questionable. And I was like, why is it that in American sports media, like the pundits don't have a problem with criticizing a player? And like to the extent like a, some like they'll be like, dude, this guy is like washed, he's like done. And in football media, you just don't see that. Like, you will not see very much of a pundit or, like, a writer or somebody being like, yo, like, I watched this dude play, like, 10 games already, and he's really bad. Like, you'll see fans say it on – you'll see fans say it a lot. 
but you don't really get it as much from the media. And I'm like, that's really whack because obviously I wrote that article on We Made It Podcast Medium page called Gareth Bale is Washed. And for me, I'm like, it's very obvious that he's just literally washed. Like there's nothing left in the tank. It's just literally boo-boo. And I'll get into it in the recaps. <laughs> and I'm like, how come nobody else has said that, that, that I've seen? Like, why is anybody excited for him? Like, you got to be like, oh, like you're supposed to see Gareth Bale starting and be like, oh, what is Mourinho doing? You got Lucas Mora there. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, I only, I only want to see – if I'm like a Tottenham fan, I don't only want to see Gareth Bale start like FA Cup. I'm like, ah, oh, he's going to be playing against, you know, the team with the whales in their logo, so it's all good, dude. Like, he's playing against the fifth division team. But – I don't know. Sometimes I wonder to myself, it's a, it's a cultural thing. Like maybe American culture is just more, but, but I, I go back on, as I'm speaking about this, I go back on it. Cause I think about how there's also this, the, the, what people talk about the English media, how um, aggressive they are and how awesome, or like how, how on the players they are and how merciless they are. So it's like, what is it? Yeah, Do they but lose? I, like, but I think they're more merciless on, like, players' behavior. Like, I oh, think, okay. like, you know, like, if somebody does something, they're just, like, really adamant about it. Um, and, like, French media is known to be, like, kind of critical. But I feel like it's more critical of a club or, like, like, like if a player plays a bad game, they'll be like, oh, this player played bad. But, like, I'm like, yo, like, forget a game like we're talking about like multiple games like why don't you just like how come nobody will be like yo this dude is done like he's done for <laughs> like I, I i'm watching i mean in this thing it ain't just gareth bale but i'm using his him as, as an example because for whatever reason and i'm gonna probably get into it later when we talk about the Real Madrid. um let me write it down because i know i didn't write it down i'll probably forget either anyway um but um yeah, I'm just like, how come somebody like Gareth Bale, like, or somebody, maybe there's some other players I can't think of, think of off the top of my head. They don't just be like, yo, or, or Griezmann. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, you were watching the match too. He's so bad. Oh my God, you're going to be dying when I tell you these, uh, what he did in this game against Betis when they won 5-2. It's ter- he's terrible. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It, w- it wasn't as bad as his usual matches. At least he had some shots. But, yo, like, I-, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's cultural because there's too many different cultures we're dealing with. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I, and I don't mean cultures in, like, I guess I didn't mean cultures in region. I meant just soccer culture, like the mm. culture of the sport. And the culture of the sport, I've noticed that I think behavior towards players is, like, at times worshiping, like it's a lot of worshiping throughout the media. Like some players are untouchable, which I, I, for life of me, I don't understand. Um, because like I, at the end of the day, they're just a player. So they're, they're, they're only held to the productivity they give you that week, that day. They're held to those standards. So if you don't produce, you're, you put yourself up to, uh, you put yourself up for criticism. That's just how it goes. Um, I really don't, I really don't get it either. I think that a lot of it has to, has to kind of also, Mm, this is gonna sound touchy, but sometimes I feel like it's unwarranted. Like I feel like sometimes other, it, it, it a lot of players, there's 
players like Gareth Bale get like that status for no reason. Like it's not like it's like Messi. I mean, Messi. Like it's annoying, but I get it. Like I mean, he's like one of the best in the world, and he's done so much for so long that it's like. I get if you get mad if someone, a pundit or someone comes up and be like, dude, he's playing terrible. It's like, how dare you? Sure, I get it. But, like, Gareth Bale hasn't done nothing in so long that if he was Lacazette, he'd be playing in India right now. So, I just, for the life of me, I just don't understand it. When someone puts up those numbers, like, and plays that way, it's just really weird and suspicious to me and suspect to me when he gets, like, these green, these, like, uh, waving green flags. And Griezmann, too. Like, Griezmann could be held to that, too. This isn't like – Griezmann's up – we're hitting year two, and we haven't seen anything, dog. People, I, we, I like to give people time for them to adjust on a team. But, my dude, we're in a whole other season now, and you're still the same whack player. And I still can't forget that quote where you said, <laughs> you don't got that one-on-one ability, you can't break people off. You're going to – you just outed yourself forever. He literally said, I can't dribble. I'm like, oh, God, dude, like <laughs> – that's like a point guard saying I can't dribble. Uh? <laughs> what are you doing? Like we, like we already noticed, but don't say it out loud. Yeah, don't admit it, you idiot. <laughs> um, and even like, like mentioning Messi, like even, even like we have criticisms. I, I think it's fair to have like these critical stances on Messi. He does. He's not a. He's not really a leader, and he like kind of can not show up in big games sometimes. And I'm saying sometimes, like not even like that's every single time. I'll just say sometimes. But like, that's it. Everything else, like he's a, he's an extreme baller. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and somebody could, you know, sadly we had to do this. Like, and Ronaldo, like, I don't know, like what, I don't know what the criticism, criticisms of him are. Like, I don't know. But if somebody was to say it, I'd be like, Okay, like yeah, I can see that. And then like, but then everything else he's a baller. Um, but it's just interesting, like I feel like the media is like reluctant to say when somebody's like just you're you're just washed. And maybe they just don't have the term for it, maybe because they don't use the word washed. Like sometimes you gotta have the word for it. And if you don't have it in, in the vocabulary, in your slang vocabulary, then you can't really, you know, it's not in your culture then. Yeah, it, to, for for me, I just – I think that I would hope to be around a culture that kind of, like, wants – look, I, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of people have different motivations. And, you know, yeah, it, it's – the corny approach is like, oh, the guy didn't play or these pundits didn't play. Well, they don't know nothing about the game. We're all watching the same game, dude. Now, of course, people see the game differently, but the stats also don't lie, and some things are just really obvious. Now, if you want to be in denial, that's up to you. But players like Gareth Bale, players like like um, like Griezmann, it, I just don't understand why there's either an ignorance towards them that involves like pretending that what they're doing, their their inefficiency doesn't exist, because oh, I don't oh, like oh. when you do that, and oh, at the oh. same time, Ozil. I don't like when you do that, and then the minute they score, it becomes mean time. That's corny to me. Like, the minute Gareth Bale scores, they're like, oh, no, he's laughing at Madrid. I'm like, dog, like, are you kidding me right now? Like, that's his first goal the whole damn year. Like, you think that's what we wanted to keep him for 450 k a week for, for that number? There's like, here's the here's what you're doing. 
Here's like this. It's this small thing. It's what they're doing. But the the scope of it, they're completely ignoring just for like some post to be funny, like witty. And, and it, it's not just posts, but it's like also like comments on those shows. Like BT Sport, they completely ignore it. Like they completely ignore how inefficient this guy is just for the fact that he scored this one time. And then it becomes like, man, look how dumb Zidane was. Like, <laughs> what, dude? Like, it's just, and of course, it's going to segue into me. I'm talking about Madrid. Like, the, that fan base and people around all these sports, a lot of sports, especially Madrid, is like ridiculous. I'm like, who are these people? Are they all like insurgents? Like, are they like, like, are they like, doubling as, as fans and really being Barcelona fans, it doesn't even make sense at this point. <laughs> well, I'm going to get into Madrid more when we talk about the match against Valencia. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's annoying, and I just, like, wanted – like, I was thinking about it, and I wanted to mention it. But speaking of Gareth Bale, let's get into these recaps really fast. I did a Bale tracker. It was uh, West Brom against Spurs. Uh, West Bromwich Albion, who – during the summer when they were visiting America, whatever year, whatever year that was when Dylan Roof uh, murdered those people in the church in South Carolina, West Brom came to America like for their preseason and they visited that church. Um, so don't don't ever forget. Okay. Um, but also in their stadium, they say they have like a big uh, sign on like because obviously nobody's in the stands. So they had like a big uh, sign in the stands that said, the Lord is my shepherd. So I wonder who owns them. But um, Bale Tracker. Bale's, (laughs) Cesar, I want you to guess what minute Gareth Bale's first touch was. 29th. Oh, Cesar, come on, dog. Come on, man. Really? Come on, man. Like, come on, dog. Come on, yo. Happened before. He he started the match, dude. Come on now. Sixteenth. Damn. It's happened before. It was the seventh minute, and he was. He ran around for seven minutes. Yes, seven minutes and sixteen seconds. <laughs> uh, and he was the last Spurs player to touch the ball. The last one. Oh, everybody touched the ball, but him including the yes. goalie. At seven minutes, sixteen. Every single person that touched the ball, including the goalie. Other than him. Did he touch the ball before the coach did? Probably not. It probably went out of bounds and the coach did some juggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was very uninvolved, but a little bit more involved than he usually is. I actually gave him three good plays in the first half. Okay. They, nothing incredible. It was one okay. was a different. Big love. One was a defensive play, but it still went out for a corner. Of course. Um, one was like a decent header down pass. And, um, I mean, they, they were, like, literally, like, I'm, I'm being so charitable with these plus marks, trust me. Um, and then the bad, the bad plays, two bad plays in the first half was an, um, one incomplete forward pass and then, like, a bad touch on somebody gave him a good pass. In the second half, one bad incomplete pass, uh, one bad play. Um, he had 14 touches in the first half, seven touches in the second half. He was subbed in the 78th minute, and he took no shots. That's Gareth Bale against West Brom. I think Spurs only won 1-0. The person who was balling, it was just like, this dude is just so good, is in Dumbele. Like, there was like, like, this dude did like some control of of like a hard bouncing pass, controlled it, and did a back heel, and then got fouled. 
was like, this dude was such a baller. Um, but yeah, Gareth Bale, like, I'd like no cap. Giovanni Lo Celso is faster than him. I seen no, Giovanni. No. Lo, I, I seen Giovanni Lo Celso running, and I'm like, if you okay, if you watch that match, you'll be like, if you when you watch Gareth Bale run, and then you seen later on Giovanni Lo Celso run, you'd be like, damn, like Gareth Bale's like, like he's not fast anymore. Like it's fast, no, it's it's absolutely gone. He's fast probably after like. After like twenty yards, then he could probably pick up some speed, but not like like no level of quickness. It, it'll take like at least fifteen twenty yards before he's like actually going anywhere. Because he has those long strides. He has a long stride. Um, also, I watched. Although I didn't watch it super intensely, um, Barcelona versus Real Betis. I only watched it kind of because I saw that Barcelona won five two, and I wanted to see if they actually played well. And Messi didn't start. He came in at halftime. Um, Griezmann had, I think Griezmann had four shots that were wide in the first half. And he also had a penalty saved in the first half. So it's five missed shots. Like all the shots were wide and then he had his penalty saved by, 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 by none other than Claudio Bravo. Here's what's an anime. Um, what? <laughs> and um, yeah, Ansu Fati got fouled for the penalty. Um, it was one-one at halftime. Then in the 49th minute, Griezmann did score. Um, there was a cross that Messi dummied it, and Griezmann was like there for just like very easy tap in. Um, then in the 58th minute, so it was two-one Barcelona at that point. Then in the 58th minute, a Real Betis player got a red card for a handball in the box. And then after that, they started scoring some goals. Got Messi got the penalty. Um, but although um, Real Betis did score after that, it was 3-2. But then Messi scored again. Um, it was a really, His first goal from open play in 10 matches was like a, it was a close shot, but he like hit it into the bottom part of the top of the net or whatever. And then Pedri scored late. But um, Barcelona didn't look any like didn't look incredible by any means, and Ansu Fati got injured and he's going to be out for four months. So that sucks for Barcelona. Um, hopefully that show you're watching is good. Now, let's. He's just watching one. What is it? One. I'm not watching the show, man. What, what is it? One punch something. Are you talking about One Punch Man? Yeah, there you go. That's what he's watching. Where did you get that from? Who are you? Don't sleep. Don't sleep, bruh. Don't sleep, bruh. Now I'm watching Pose. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to pose myself on over to Valencia versus Real Madrid. Oh. And I want to stick on this match um, for a little bit because we're also going to talk about um, – Managing Madrid. Um, so Isco started this match. Now I I only watched this match because I already knew what happened and I already knew like all of Valencia's goals were either a penalty or an own goal. So I wasn't even gonna watch it. But I seen them talking so much shit about Isco, and oh, I was yeah. like, I, saw I that was too. like, 
Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, let me watch it and see how bad Isco played. I'm, I was like, let me watch it and see Isco's first bad game that I've watched. And let me just say, I also did an Isco tracker. And let me just say, I like out of the whole match, I only put one bad play. And I and I and, and even though he like tried to dribble at a guy and he lost, and like the dude took got his cookies. It was late. It was like in the second half, and like and it was close to the box. I really wouldn't even call that a bad play. All his passes were on point. Um, he was super involved. But let me get into the match a little bit. Um, they were talking shit about um, Isco and Marcelo. Um, so the beginning of the match, I'm I'm literally watching to see how bad Isco's going to play. I'm like, okay, the first 10 minutes he's doing good. The first 20 minutes he's doing good. The first 30 minutes he's doing good. Um, Marcelo was doing good in the first half, too. 23rd minute, um, Gareth, I mean, I'm sorry, Gareth. Uh, Benzema scored a really nice goal. It was a long shot uh, outside the box. Isco and Marcelo were both involved. After that, I put, like, the worst players so far within the first, like, 25 minutes or so have been uh, Lucas Vasquez, actually. Um, then in the 29th minute, Lucas Vasquez had called for a penalty, handball in the box. Really was kind of fluky, too, because it was just one of the ones where he's, like, still turning his body and the, and the ball just got there too fast for him. Um, so let, let me read this whole paragraph I got because because we got another rule change that we need to have, too. So the so 30th minute, uh, Carlos Soler, who's a baller, is setting up to take the penalty. It's saved by Courtois. The the shot rebounds um, back to Soler. Yes. Yeah. And it hits the bar. Then it falls to Mansa Musa over there, who is apparently is American. American. <laughs> and he shoots it in, and he, and he scores. But they go back to VAR, and they realize that uh, Mr. Mon- Monsa or whatever was in the box when the penalty was taken. So they're retaking it. And I'm like, yo, no. You should not be retaking a penalty no. if, the, if the offensive dude... The player caused the fault. I was screaming. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Let me get this straight. This dumb American getting to kick that ball and who just became American two days ago Kicks the ball in right there. Never knew he was American. Kicks the ball in right now. When was he American? Did he vote? Kick the ball in, and then, and then Real Madrid got to suffer again. <laughs> like, like what kind of what kind of dope ass what kind of dope ass uh, a foul was that? If you're the offensive team, I would be purposely trying to do that if a missed penalty happened. I'd be like, get in there, get in there, just touch it. They're gonna we're gonna get a re-kick out of it. <laughs> like especially after the rebound on it. Like if it rebounds and it goes back, it's not fair, dude. You'll get to re-kick that joint. Okay, so what happened was when the penalty was taken, Moose. I don't know his name, but. Musa Dembele, uh, yes. Mansa was in the box when Carlos Soler initially took the penalty. I would be putting my foot there just in case. <laughs> well, if they make it and then you did that, then they still got to retake it. What if you got? What if you got Messi at penalty? I'd put my foot in there. You feel me? If I'm Argentina and Messi's taking a penalty, I'm putting my foot in the box. Might as well. <laughs> you never know. Dog. Like you ain't gonna miss twice. <laughs> I would just sneak a toe and be like, I'll be like this at the end. 
for her. I put my toe in there. <laughs> like, um, no, like I, so, I think so, that's that, that's like one of them like archaic rules that just like snuck on over the years. And then here's a moment where it just rocked the team. Well, like as if as if that's Real's fault that the Valencia player had his foot in the box. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's just like like it's like when you think about it it just that's not fair and also yeah. like that and that's just another going going back to when the goalie uh get the ball back and 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 uh kick it with his foot and then pick it up i'm like no dude like that's really whack and if if it's the offensive play, player team that's in the box yeah like that should be like they shouldn't get a redo for that like absolutely, absolutely not if it's absolutely. the opposing team yeah yeah. But not the uh, kicking team. The hell no, man. That's ridiculous. Like that's I so whack. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that was, that started all in the thirtieth minute. So they're going to retake the penalty, and then Carlos Soler, Carlos Soler scores it. Um, in the forty-fifth minute, we get a weird own goal. Just another really fluky kind of thing. Um, and it, and it is a, it's two one at halftime. So then we get in the so uh, halftime two one. Um, Valencia Valencia hit the post in the forty seventh minute. It was pretty close. But fifty um, first minute we get another penalty called. I swear the ball like ping ponged around and hit so many Real Madrid players before uh, Marcelo was coming across and like just. Like that wasn't a bad play by Marcelo. Like, oh, I didn't. Like, I, I was like, I actually watched the replay. I'm like, I mean, I guess. No, that's not a bad play. That's not a I bad was play. Like, I was like, it's not really his fault. Like, it's like his foot is like eighty. Like he already seventy percent committed to it before when it's already moving towards the body. Like you can't do. You can't. You can't quickly move his foot. It just can't. It can't happen. It's just like inertia occurring. Like you can't stop that. Yeah, that was not like. That, that I, I wouldn't would, blame him for that. I, would, no, I didn't blame him at all. No, the ball bounced around so many times, and I think it also hit Courtois before it got to Maxi Gomez, where where Marcelo was like coming across him. So yeah, no, I would not blame him for that. But um, Soler scores that penalty. <laughs> um, in the 57th minute, Real Madrid had two good chances. In the 59th minute, Real Madrid had another good chance. Then in the 59th minute, also we get another fluke handball by Sergio Ramos, who like made a good play on the ball, but it like pops up, mm-hmm. and like he's just literally just turning his body after the ball just randomly popped just, up, and he, and he ends up hitting it. <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, I'm like dog, like it's just you know it's one of those days the ball literally is not going your way. I'm like, it's just like. They're not even playing horrible. It's just not no. happening for them, dude. It's like, I re- like, I remember, I think it was the year after uh, Real Madrid won the second uh, Champions League in a row, like that second one. And I just remember, like, Ronaldo was, like, like all his shots were getting saved. Like, it was, I just like, remember it was like, a weird drought, right? It was, like, yeah. some weird one. <laughs> like, and the media was saying, like, oh, like, you know, maybe he's getting older, blah, blah. I'm like, no, like. Literally, the gullies is just balling on him. <laughs> I'm like, every goalie, like, this dude from Celta Vigo just like, ah! <laughs> he's doing one of these? Yeah, and I'm like, yo, he's making, he's shooting good shots and just, like, getting saved. It wasn't even like, it wasn't even like he was missing them wide or uh, uh, above the bar. They were all getting saved. 
So this this match was definitely one of those for Real Madrid. Um, you know, when 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 it, it, like at, after that penalty was scored by Soler, um, I felt like Real Madrid was deflated in a lot of ways. There was like a couple of times where I seen like Marcelo kicking the ball um, and maybe like Ramos or something, and you could just tell they were just like like you, it just wasn't their day, and they were like frustrated. Um, but there was no. Um, but there were some other good chances that they had, but, um, oh, and also, um, Valverde got injured. I think he's going to be out for like four months or something like that. No, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but I think he broke his leg, uh, uh, Fede Valverde. So the talking points that I saw in, you know, the Madrid media was like saying stuff about Isco and like Marcelo. I'm not too mad about them criticizing Marcelo. Marcelo didn't have a great match. He put in some really poor crosses at times. Um, if you were nitpicking, if it, if it's me, I'm not going to say he had like a bad game, but it, it's not to Mindy's standards. Um, Isco, on the other hand, did not have a bad game, like at all. Like literally at all, he didn't have a bad game. I don't know who the hell is saying Isco had a bad game. Really, Isco needs to just be playing more. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Um, but yeah, it, it, it sucked for. Uh, oh, oh, and this is also going to say too. For whatever they wanted to say about Isco, like I, once again, I don't really pay too much attention to like football media, but like I just feel like I never really seen that level of criticism about Gareth Bale. Like I just feel like I, I, I just feel like I didn't come across that for real. Like, I mean, where, where, where it's, like, I seen them posting something where Solari said about, like, some players don't deserve the Madrid shirt, and they were putting, like, a picture of Isco and Marcelo or something like that. And I'm, like, I feel like I never seen, like, one of these major people saying that about Gareth Bale. I mean, I think a lot of this is really whack. Um, you know, Using, like, Solari as, like, a reference is hilarious to me because it's, like, this dude, like, literally flamed out harder than anybody. It's, like, like oh, yeah, sure. Like, you're, you're like, I feel like it's only, they only did it because, like, now he's on some TV show, a TV network. So, it's, like, oh, he gets that kind of buzz. But, my like, dude, like, he was a garbage coach. I don't even want to hear about him. Um, you know, the, the it's funny because his disrespect of Isco was the funniest thing ever at the time, especially considering he was, like, the only player even doing any kind of decent work on that team at that time. Like, he was the only person. Um, Isco is, is, is always, like, been, like, the punching bag when other people are kind of, like, always playing, not playing up to par. I thought when I watched the game, the biggest criticism I had was in the attacking form, some of the attacking players. I felt that it's not really their fault, but I think fatigue was massive there. Vinicius looked tired, uh, like like some of the 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 uh, Asensio like really couldn't get it like cracking cracking like he had a missed opportunity that was just unlucky like he had a really nice shot on the goalie but the goalie just happened to save it and it bounced behind him and he grabbed it I'm like you just got really lucky dude like it could have been that in that game that that shot it could have been like a two I think it would have been two one Real Madrid like it would have been a whole different game so it's just a lot of unlucky I think. Also, like, when fatigue settles in, the ball doesn't bounce your way. It's like when you're tired, it just seems like these things happen more frequently. Whether you try to manifest them or not, they just seem to happen. But I think it's really corny that the media decided this is an opportunity to just jump on the players. Absolutely, Marcelo deserves criticism. I'm the biggest Marcelo fan of all time. 
Marcelo does not look like what he used to, and I'm willing to admit that, but who the hell at 34 looks like what they look like to 29, dude? Like, time, time's ticking, or 33, like, he's, and he's 33 with a lot of miles. This dude's played crazy amount of games and years over the years. So, you know, him and, him and, I mean, Carvajal's not even playing right now. Like, he, he's, at least he, I guess he's injured, but at least he's resting at home. Marcelo's playing, still playing and playing and playing. So, I think it's two different stories, and, uh, when I saw Isco play, I thought that, I thought that was the weirdest thing for me because when I was checking afterwards, I'm like, damn, I wonder like who, like what they're gonna talk about. I wonder if they're gonna go in on Zidane again. But, like going in on Isco, I'm like, oh. when I watched the game, I was like, oh, it was good as the Isco game. I was like, he played cool. He actually he didn't play like he played more of like a very holding mid role, like like very like like I saw him coming really far back and bringing the ball up, helping bring up transition. I was like, oh, we need that because I mean. Everybody wants to talk about how bad Isco did, but what did Odegaard do when he came in the game? Tell me. Tell me what Odegaard did when he came in the game. The Odegaard came in the game. What changed? Nothing. We lost 4-1, dog. We lost 4-1. So I don't want to hear, like, you get to pin one people, but don't get to anybody. It, they didn't lose 4-1 because those guys. It's easy to do that because Marcelo was in the play. He was like, Marcelo's like literally wrong place, wrong time on that penalty. It couldn't have been more wrong place, wrong time. I was actually surprised he, like, kind of went for it. I thought he just kind of let it go, and he put his foot there. I was like, oh, no. I was like, damn, that sucks, dog. He can't do nothing about that. Like, it's not like the 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 the, the player was dribbling the ball for a long time and Marcel throws his leg late. Like, they're literally colliding on a ping pong. And I'm like, you, you can't – it's just, like, not fair. And a, v, a VAR, when you're watching the VAR, it looks so damn guilty in slow-mo. Like, it looks so – so so much different than like real life of play. When I saw it playing out in real life, I'm like, I oh, like I don't know, man. That's that's a dicey call. Like that's up in the air. There was literally like the things that you could criticize Marcelo for. Like he didn't get beat down the like down the uh, sideline and get destroyed. That never happened. If anything, you could criticize like poor crosses, but I wouldn't even do that because. Everybody does that. Like, everybody's sitting in bad crosses where it just hit the first defender all the time. Like, I'm not going to criticize him for bad crosses. Um, if anything, like, I mean, and, and, and he also added some stuff offensively, too. Like, it, like it, it wasn't enough to be like, oh, like, he's the reason why we lost. There's two fluke handballs. There's a Varane crazy weird own goal. Um and, and and Valencia did not score a goal from open play. I feel like the only time Courtois was there's like one time where the, I think maybe Cherishev shot a shot and it like hit the post. Courtois didn't have a whole lot of work to do. Also, also, uh, what's his name? Kangan Lee, the little baller. He shot like a, a a heater one time that almost went in. But that's about it. Like yeah, they maybe didn't, maybe they didn't maybe, go in. Maybe that was the, maybe that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what, it was the one that like bounced right off. I was like, holy smoke! Yeah, bounced off the bar. Yeah, can you yeah. shot that heater of a shot? It didn't go in. Like, yeah, and look how and look how far away he was. He was and he was he was not and he wasn't in a box press. No, up. he was way outside the box. Yeah, so like I'm like dog. I mean, it sounds crazy to say Real Madrid didn't have a bad game when they only scored one goal and they gave up four, but. Like it, it, it was it was just funny to see these dudes talk about Isco. Like I don't know why they hate Isco. Like I don't know why. Like I just I just know for I just know that a lot of these guys just don't know sports from like on the ground level. Like 
when I'm watching these films, like he's doing exactly what he needs to do. He's controlling passes very well. He's getting the ball forward. He's putting in crosses. I don't think Isco had a shot, which like if you want to criticize something for that, sure. But but I, I thought he played more of a holding role this year. I don't think he played like a super up cam this match. He, he was a bit more advanced. You know, you know, I, I think Valverde is Valverde was a, a bit more behind him. He didn't he didn't have a shot, but like I'm not gonna blame him for that because he was involved. And he was like around the box. It's not like Gareth Bale who who like is away from the ball. Or just waiting um, for headers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um him not having a shot is more about like what we're gonna get into when we're talking about the match schedule. So I wanna save that a little bit. But um but, like I wanna talk really quick about um some of the like big clubs inconsistency, you know what? This kind of like, uh, you know what? This kind of mixes in with the um, scheduling because it's it's all it all is the same actually. So let me pull up this article. Um, I guess I can't watch EPL hardly anymore, but um, Liverpool played Man City. Um, it was on Peacock, so you know who knows what the hell's going on in EPL anymore, but. After the match, which ended 1-1, Jurgen Klopp and uh, Pep Guardiola both criticized the schedules. Um, Mm -hmm. It's funny because I sent you the show notes before I even seen like any of this stuff coming out about scheduling. And I think we talked about it in a previous uh, episode too, about the players being very tired and like, at this point, it's just I, I honestly feel like it's criminal. Like they're it, like EPL voted against having five subs, which I don't know what the hell they did that for. But but even if you have five subs, like some something's got to give, dude. Like it's I hated that. I thought that was so whack they did that. Like like especially EPL, which probably has deeper teams than any of these leagues in the, in other countries, so much salary, like. Dude, that's so messed up, man. Like, it's already a deep – it's already exhausting, tired. There's a pandemic. Players are already being dropped out, not because they're injured, just because they're, like, testing positive. So – and then they're also running, like, four games, three games a week. Are you kidding me, dude? Like, it's it's absolutely criminal to the point where I'm like, man, like, the, the nerve it takes to go through that and then ask players to take wage cuts. Ha-ha! Like, are you kidding me right now, dude? Like – People are playing more than ever in a shorter time period. You want people to take a little cut? Man, you better give me a raise up in here. This is insane. Especially, I think, one person that we should really be listening to is Pep. I mean, Pep has been always very methodical about player player, player health, uh, fitness, and conditioning. I mean, he's always been notorious for – for the banning of foods and, and, and having like the different uh, regimens and always like being like on top of like making Man City spend a bunch of money on again, making sure they get the top line stuff, physios to all that. So uh, I, I don't understand why higher ups think like they have any more, like, I don't know. Like, I don't understand why higher ups think they have like any more like knowledge on this than like a coach does. Like I, if I'm the person with a bunch of money on investing in this league, I want the best product out there. Yes, you may think, oh, well, the names need to be there. But I always thought EPL wasn't always name-driven. EPL has always been kind of club-driven. And if when players that you may not have never heard of do good, 
these media dudes go crazy, man. So it was like kind of backwards. I mean, like, imagine if like when Man City starts to feel folding, they were talking about him for like three weeks, and I don't even care about him. They was talking about him for three weeks, and he had an almost goal. That's what it was. He had an almost goal, and everybody's losing their mind. So the media gets really behind these underdog Cinderella no-name people a lot, like when it comes to playing. So it was only going to benefit in their favor. I thought it's, I think it's really criminal as well. I don't think it's fair for the players at all. Yeah, I, I think the worst part is like having Champions League and then having um, league matches the same weekend. They've done three Champions League match days, and each time they've had a, a league match on the weekend. And I'm like, you can't do that. Like, you got to do it. Like, you got to do these group stages every other week at least. Like, like have it. Have one. Like, okay, have this week is Champions League on win on Tuesday. We got it. We had a game on Saturday. We got this game on Tuesday, and we got a game on Saturday. But the next week, you can't do that. <laughs> like, you can't do it the next week. The next week has got to be like, okay, we have the middle of the week off. Like, they did that three weeks in a row. And that's just too much, dude. Like, or, or maybe it was two weeks in a row. Either way, like, I think that they and, – and, and I'm not so mad about the league schedules. Like, the league schedules can be – like, you can postpone matches and things, things happen all the time. It's just, for me, it's the Champions League schedules because, like, we're seeing all these injuries pile up on these, like, players that are, like, good. I think Benzema got hurt. PSG has so many players missing right now. It's like 11 players are injured. When I watched oh, – I literally watched PSG the other day, and I was like, what What the hell team is this? Yeah, there's, like, I 11. I didn't know what was out there. There's, like, 11 injuries or something. There are nine or something like that. And uh, – no, I'm saying like, uh, like, um, like. Luckily, Real at, at that one position, Benzema hurt. There is a little bit of depth in terms of names. I'm not saying they're good or anything, but there's people there. When I watch PSG, I'm like these people, they're grabbing people out the damn rafters right now. This is crazy. Well, it's gonna get bad. Like, I mean, Pep was saying, like, yeah, you know, like now, like this guy is hurt and this guy's gonna be hurt. Like, the players, like, yeah, like you said, it's more club driven, and the like the teams need to be incentivized to play different players. And that's how you'll see that, like, if the coaching actually matters, which it doesn't. Um, but I just really feel like they just put too much on the players. Now, if they were going to do Champions League, like, they still should space out these group stage matches. Um, and and also we got international breaks where they're, like, they're doing carnival qualifiers. They're flying all the way to South America, and they're going to have to come back during the pandemic. But – um, and there might be end up being some issues with that, especially with England. But um, there's a lockdown. I, I think that what they should have done is for sure space out these group stage matches and also do one leg playoffs, uh, like the round of 16 and up. Just do one leg because if they're, and, and I'm pretty sure they're doing two legs again. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure they're gonna go back to two legs, and I just feel like it's just too. Much. Why, and, why couldn't we just wait one more season? Yeah, just wait one more year, dude. Just wait one more year. We'll be reset by then. Yeah, like we'll be fine by then. But yeah. now it's like, and it's just too much traveling during the pandemic. I mean, granted, it seems like too much traveling. I, don't, I can't speak for how everything is in Europe, but France went into a lockdown. <laughs> Italy locked down some provinces. England went into lockdown. Germany went to lockdown. Look at the NBA. They finished their season when another season started. 
You don't see them playing again, dog. Just wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Everything. They could literally start, and if they wanted to in January, be like, we're going to have a 30-game season. Uh, we're gonna, or they could go, we're just going to have a big old tournament. We're just going to do another tournament, and he, we're going to make a, a forego the season. We're going to make a special tournament, a special thing, and next year we're going to get it going again. You can reset. It's a freaking pandemic, dude. Like, the, uh, the world understands. We understand, dog. We get it. Like, it's not that we don't understand why you didn't redo the schedule or why you – like, we all get it. Like, a lot of people didn't get to work either. So, it's like people are understanding that things aren't going to – it's going to take an adjustment period. Uh, for, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's that or some kind of licensing thing that they some – kind of, some kind of contract they signed – or these fools, yeah. It, it has to be money because it's just I feel greed. like any human being would look at that and be like, well, man, like them, like, you know, I, I get it. Like, we're just going to, like, kind of make this – look, guys, the season going to be a little funky. I'm sorry about this. We'll give you guys five subs. We'll do this. We'll give you six subs like it's ICC International Preseason Tournament. Bring in who you want. We're going to have no ca- no regulation on bringing up uh, uh, players above 16 under youth teams to play however they want. Fine. But the next season, we're going back to normal. The, the boom. Okay. But but even the five subs ain't enough. Like, because no, no, I'm, I, I'm just saying, like, you don't even – you didn't even do that in EPO? What are you guys thinking? <laughs> yeah, because, like, even with that, like, it's going to be tough for coaches and stuff because you want to have your best players out there regardless. Like, you don't want to be bringing in some 17-year-old. <laughs> like, at I wouldn't. The same time, at the same time, if you can't even bring in a 17-year-old because your best players all got hurt, then you're really effed. So it's exactly. like, at least the five-sub is the least of the worst. Like, yeah. I mean, God like, damn. Yeah. Like what I'm saying is like like you got you gotta for sure do the five subs like for sure, but no. then you also gotta space out these matches more. Yeah, Joshua, no, no, no. Joshua, I told you I couldn't believe we just went three weeks in a row with Champions League like this. I was like, dude, like I feel like I've been I was like I feel like I've been watching so much Champions League. These guys must be exhausted. Yeah, and you can tell J- Joshua Kimmich almost got also got hurt. He's out till January. Um, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of players that are like you know, pushing themselves too hard. And 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 I, I forgot what match it was. I think it was Muchin Gladbach or something. One of these matches with Real Madrid. Um, and I feel like it was last week. And I, I was like, I can just tell they're so exhausted. Like, you, you, you usually can't tell when a player is tired. Like, or like a team. Like, that's like something that's really hard to notice. But I was like, oh, like, this is so obvious. Um, even I think uh, Florenzi for PSG, I think like he had to leave a match um, because he was just exhausted. Granted, I mean, you know, whatever, but like he was just really tired. And yeah, it, it, it's criminal. I don't know like what the union situations are, like what's the deal, but they definitely should have figured out something with Champions League to make it so they're not overloading these matches and I, I don't think they are, but I would hope that they're going to do um, what you call it? Like um, sudden death or whatever, just one match. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Um, hold um, Let me, um, let me like run and get some water real fast. And uh, you talk about um, one, one, one punch man. All right. So one punch man. The origin story. <laughs> nah. Um, I thought another thing, man, we talk about this weekend or we talked about was uh I thought it was really interesting that this uh uh 
I forgot. Let's look up his name uh, from Valencia. Is it M M Mansa? Mansa? No. His name is. We gotta find out his name. It's. Uh... Oh, his name is Musa. You Eunice Musa, born in born in New York, played for Valencia. Actually, it was funny. I didn't think he played too bad. I thought he was a pretty good player. Um, seemed to be like pretty like. Style, especially I was shocked you 17. I mean, like, to be able to own that field against a team like that, 17 years old, is really impressive. I don't know, really know what in terms of what he can bring to the table. I mean, they were pretending like he's like some kind of striker or whatever, a winger. I'm like, this guy's literally a, a real center mid. Um, I see him, I, I mean, as a winger, I, I really see him as being a good a center mid. He's played eight matches this season. Not bad. So I wonder what he brings to the table. I, I am actually, for the first time, too, going to be – Looking into seeing um, USA's first first game this season, kind of, I guess there's some level of intrigue for me to see what's going on out there with this team. Not so much intrigue as in like I'm excited to see them, but intrigue as in like, man, if these dudes, oh, he's back. All right, what was he talking about? Hockey guys? <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I mentioned Joshua Kimmich too. Um, it's going to be so many injuries, dude. Like, the, the Valverde were breaking his leg, and Ansu Fati tore, tore his meniscus. Like, damn. You know you know the reason why, like, it probably, like, isn't getting talked about. Well, it's getting talked about now, but, like, if Messi was to get hurt, <laughs> I was like, Messi don't even do nothing. Like, what the hell are you doing? around picking out passes. Um, well, did you want to finish what you were talking about? You just stopped when I walked. What the hell was you doing? Were you talking about UFC? No, I was talking about uh, the national USA national team. Which one? The USA soccer national team ends. Oh, what about them? Caesar, were you being racist? No, I was just saying like, no, I was just saying that um, I'm I'm just, I'm a little bit intrigued to see, watch them play. I want to see what that team looks like. When are they playing? Pretty soon. The the, the camp just started. Oh, they're having like some mm -hmm. matches because I don't think they have like any kind of qualifying coming up yet. No, they have some upcoming matches. It says here. Mm. Boo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the, today's gonna be a short um, episode. Let's. I want to talk a little bit about Already an hour, but okay. Huh? Already been an hour, but okay. Caesar, we always go an hour at least. Don't say short. It's already an hour. Okay. You know what? You know what? Um, I guess. Um, yeah, Megan Rapinoe's been in the news again. Um, I think she must have had an interview recently, or she has like a book coming out. Um, she talked about a bunch of different things that a lot of the stuff we've mentioned on the podcast previously. Obviously, we know that the um, soccer male incel fans hate her. Oh yeah, she's definitely. Uh, they, they, I mean, she's definitely most hated. Yeah, um, they asked. She talked about uh, white athletes using their voice. She said, a lot of times, white athletes, particularly male athletes, don't feel the effects that other people do. They don't feel the effects of racism, racism sexism, misogyny, or pay inequity. Uh, we don't speak out because we're privileged and we don't have to. It comes in part from a lack of examination of your own life and the world around you. 
for white people and probably white men in general, they don't really have to analyze the world around them to be successful. For example, if you're gay, you're constantly traversing a heteronormative world. While it is not necessarily people's fault, people that were born now didn't create the country that the way that it was created, they, it doesn't mean you don't have a responsibility to it. Um, she said some stuff. Well, she talked about women's football. I guess this was um, one of the issues that the incel fans were mad about. She said, I think women's football in England is the same as in America. It is so far behind because of what we've had to overcome in the lack of investment. She said, it's 2020. How long has the Premier League been around? And we're only just seeing a club like Manchester United put effort and pounds towards a women's team. Mm. Frankly, it's disgraceful. She said, I've had a few teammates go abroad and, and play while I'm training and trying to keep fit in the hopes that eventually we'll be out of this hellhole, hellscape. I want to keep playing. I'm definitely not anywhere near retirement. I absolutely want to play in the Olympics. Um, yeah, so you're talking about um, when she mentioned that about um, Man U, there was a lot of uh, angry Man U fans. But I think she has a point. Um, you know, especially EPL, you know, there's a lot of money just like going around a lot of different places. And it would have been great if they used their resources to start a viable women's league a lot longer ago and like maybe I don't want to say force the teams but like kind of shame the teams if they don't want to do it necessarily into having a women's like women's teams um America is just so far behind in anything <laughs> in everything it, it's a damn shame that America like the American women are so good at soccer the best in the world and we like the league changes like every 10 years <laughs> Luckily, the leagues have actually stayed stayed together the last two years. That's good to see at least something. Well, they're postponed um, right now because of the pandemic. Yeah, um, I just I really don't understand. I mean, I think it's a great point by her. I mean, everybody talks about how awesome and story some of these clubs are, like hundred hundred some years and been around since eighteen ninety five and all that. And to be making your your women's team like literally this year is bonkers. I mean, not even. To be fair, that even stands for Real Madrid. Real Madrid just now having a feminine league, a feminino team, and just naming it this year. Holy smokes, man! Like it's not like women were just born this year. So what the hell's going on here? Um, it's shameful. It sucks. You know, with with any kind of progress, we have to like criticize why it didn't come before. Obviously, especially when it comes to women or minorities, anything in general like that, we need to really pay attention to the fact that it's great that what we accomplished here, but what were some of our roadblocks leading to here? Um, there really shouldn't have been any, especially in EPL, the most profitable league in the entire planet. These guys have so much money, they don't know what to do with it. I remember Bam a year ago or so on the show dropped how much teams like West Ham were making and like finishing like 10th. It was bonkers money. They literally could have used 25% of that and still made a really good women's team, which is crazy. Like the fact that there's like 10 male players in the world making more than like Alex Morgan is bonkers to me. Like that girl's one of the most incredible players in the world. Megan Rapino. How there's more male, much there's thousands and thousands of males players making more money than Megan Rapino is stupid beyond belief. So <laughs> changes definitely need to be made. One hundred percent. I mean, it's crazy that like a country like France has like a storied tradition of women's football, and England doesn't. Um, Sweden even like. Yeah, come on, England. What are you doing? 
I mean, um, of course, Megan Rapinoe is going to get a lot of criticism from the uh, Intel soccer fans, which are abundant. But like, I mean, we love her here. We've featured her and talked about her for a very long time since the beginning of the podcast. Um, she's always been outspoken and always had good things to say. Um, and yeah, hopefully the things that she's, you know, a lot of the things that she's fighting for are things that we we've also as media personalities been fighting for and never forget that we are the, the originators. <laughs> I don't know if we're the originators, but basically the originators of, the women women's national team should get paid more than the men's national team. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we said that first on here and actually Caesar said it first. Uh, Like, like it's not even like, it's not even that like they should like get paid more is they got to get paid more than the men. Like they need to be paid more than men. Not though. Yeah. Like give them a 20% bump. No, 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 no. The men need to take a cut and give them more money. Until you, especially when you when you get when you lose to Haiti or whatever the hell they lost to. I forgot that game. Whatever Trinidad Tobago, you don't get to get paid more, buddy. I'm sorry, dude. I don't care what contract it is. That money got to be subsidized and sent to the women players who won the World Cup, won it, and we all watched. That joke was popping. It was a popping game. It was lit. I mean, yeah, I, not to relitigate how bad the U.S. men's national team is compared to the women. Like, and even, like, like the, the, the funny thing is, like, that's the reality. And it, there's no reason that there has to be that disparity. Like, we're, they're all from the same country. Actually, the, the, the men are picking dudes from all over the world trying to get better. And I'm like, the women have just literally got chicks from like Irvine. <laughs> like literally, yeah, it's like it's like like Irvine in North Carolina, and they're yeah. coming up with all these amazing players. And the men, like for whatever reason, although I do have my, uh, I do think I know why, mm. but and I've said it on the podcast before. But what, what's the difference? If you got good women, you should have good men. They're not spending any women are <clears throat> women are spending any money. Trying to travel uh, the world looking for female players to play for the USA national team, they're not doing that. Meanwhile, USA got a whole budget to n- the, the USA men's team. Not only has a, a, the team, but they even hired a, a dumbest thing I've ever heard as a general manager for the national team, just so they can go get more people. Are you kidding me right now? Like, you you you're trying this hard, but the women can't get nothing. They can't get a raise. They can't get a raise. But you added a new position to the men's uh, staff. Interesting, buddy. Go ahead, though. I'm, I'm going to try to find this dude that's on uh, Valencia that's allegedly American. Eunice Mansa. Uh, Eunice Musa. Okay. Musa. He was born in New York. Okay. Born in New York. Oh, what the hell? Played for England's <laughs> national team his whole life. <laughs> what is what is this? This dude has an English – they said that, like, they even said, dog, that, like, that's great that he can play for America, but like he can literally flip when he wants because he has he's not cap tied yet, so he can switch and go to Italy if he wants or back to England. He can literally play this game, be like Dabble's horrible. <laughs> go back Caesar, to England. Caesar, this dude moved to Italy as an infant. He was literally born born in America for three seconds. Hopped <laughs> on a hopped on a boat, went to Italy. <laughs> This dude was living in England from uh, since he was ten years old after he moved from Italy. 
The best thing is when you hear him speak, you're like, wow, you're not American, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's like literally half the players. Um, yeah, him, and, him and Dest out here really repping USA, baby. I really hope he doesn't play for USA, dude. That would be so corny. He's really going to play in that, that match. He got he, called up. Because he's good. He's very good. I was talking to Shells. Like, I thought he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty decent. Um, yeah. Like, I thought he was good because before they were, he was like, kind of like a winger and they got him at playing midfield. Like, he's a pretty good midfielder. Yeah, he's, he's solid. I mean, he's solid, you know. I mean, Valencia. He's 17, dude. He's good. I'm like, you're make, I'm like, you're over here just holding it down at 17. You're pretty good, dude. I don't care about these ages. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, I'll say, I'll, I'll say this about Valencia. I haven't watched Valencia a lot over the past couple of years. Like, it's hard to shine playing in Val- like in Valencia's system that they've had. Um, but he's definitely, I mean, he's better than any any dude coming out of Texas. <laughs> oh, dead ass. Yeah, he's better than any North Carolina player. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. We'll see but, I'm going to watch the, I'm going to watch because I want to see him play. I want to see him play in the USA. He's probably going to be, he, he's going to get to that camp Caesar and he's going to be like, what the hell are these practices we're doing? What the he's hell? He's going to be like, how did Weston McKinney get called up? <laughs> he's going to be like, what's going on? He's going to be like, these dudes are so bad. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Rapino, you're still a freedom fighter. We love you. Um, Caesar, what we call this episode? Professional slavery or what? No, you didn't, you didn't say professional. You called it some wage slavery. Okay, but you want to do professional slavery? Jesus, man. It's too, yeah, it's too much? Okay, wage Okay, wage slavery. Wage slavery. Yeah, I'm down. All right. Um, we, I, we, but then we also talked about how players are playing too much. So it might be professional slavery. Let's go professional nah, that's slavery. just it's too hardcore. It's too Neil Marxist. Is. It's, too, it's too much Marxist sees. Yeah. Um, episode 178, we made a podcast. Um, please don't do that lip teaser. Make sure you're following C's. We made a C's on YouTube. He he be on there streaming some weird games, a war war dog man or something like that. Watch Dogs Legion. Dead weird. Um, make sure Damn you never watches all good. Let's go. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter and on Medium if you're listening. Um, we had a weird place that uh, download recently. It was kind of funny. I forgot. Um, somebody in the Maldives will be listening to We Made It Podcast. Oh, I think we got a download from like Sweden recently. Switzerland. Um, Switzerland. Yeah, I know the person. I talked to them, and then we're and then they said they're going to send it to some of their family in Somalia. So that'd be dope. I hope Somalia comes up on the map on uh, on uh, on the simple <laughs> on Simplecast. That'd be really dope. Yeah, we're gonna get the little blue, the blue flag with a little star. We get the Somali cracking right there. But future said, "Let's go zip out to Australia. We can go to Switzerland." We made a podcast. Make sure y'all go hey, to. Hey, can we call them so we can go to Switzerland? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we do that? <laughs> uh, definitely, the music you're hearing right now is uh, "Fuck Donald Trump." Oh yeah, yeah! Shout out to America for um, uh, voting in Joe Biden as president. Uh, the, 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 we made a podcast started off when we talked about the talked about our first political episode, politics and sports, and it centered around a discussion on Donald Trump. And look where we are now. Yeah, hopefully he's in jail soon. Um, but um, yeah, uh, what was I say? Yeah, I, I was actually gonna. I was actually going to talk some more about the election and stuff this episode, but I forgot. 
Anyway, we made a podcast. Hallelujah.